live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on February 8th, 2018. How are you? How's it going? Time just moves. It's February already. Football's over. I mean, where does the time go? It just, man, you know, it just moves quicker. You know, it's like it just, no, 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 no. You're just dumb. That's all. Hasn't changed at all. If you've been, uh, you know, constantly using Gregorian calendar throughout your life, uh, no, it's the exact same time, you know. The days move exactly the same amount unless there's a leap year. <laughs> some, I knew some asshole in the back saying that. In the back. Back of what? In the back saying, whoa, what if there's a leap year, Brian? But I'll tell you, it's exactly the same. Nothing changes. Well, but when you get older. No, no, no. That doesn't change at all. So so it is uh, 11.55 a.m. right now. I got to do this quickly. Uh, Pacific Coast time. Just got my uh, nice haircut. Big haircut. Big tuna. Yeah, yeah. You must hate tuna. You have tuna for dinner all night, right? All, all the all, for dinner all the time. Yeah, yeah. Went to the grocery store. This isn't exclusive to grocery stores, obviously. But it's like I don't understand the whole idea. Someone brings their and in California here, people bring their dogs everywhere, as you'd imagine. But you know, people do it everywhere. It's not like it's exclusive to fucking California. People bring them around like they're they're, they're Paris Hilton. Remember Paris Hilton? Like, what is she now? She's nothing. She was like that. Was, oh God. Remember, she was, like, the biggest thing, like, in celebrity gossip social bullshit news. Now she's nothing. But, you know, bringing your dog around like an accessory. I I don't want to be, like, looking at pasta as, like, my hand moves along the fucking, uh, you know, as the, 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 the shelf there as it goes into a dog in somebody's purse. But what I was getting to is, you know, people bring dogs places. I've never understood, unless this is some extremely rare or unique dog, I've never understood this idea of someone walking a dog and then this, like, crowd of people have to stop and just start petting the dog. Like, I saw this today as I was going into the grocery store. Like, there was, like, four people around, like, petting this dog, like, all simultaneously, like, a bunch of fucking idiots, just like, ah, ah, and they have to ask these, like, dumb questions, like, oh, what, they're a mix, oh, oh, she likes that, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, she's just your normal dog, you know, shits, uh, smells dog's asses, you know, smells people's crotches, you know, same, same thing, nothing really changes from any other dog, but they all sit there petting it, like, in this just rhythmic, fucking repetitive motion, so, what, what is that, like, we've never, like, like, dogs are so exotic in the United States that we have to, like, sit and like accost strangers and be like can i pet your dog i mean if you're with a child then i get it you know the kid wants to pet the dog but i mean grown adults let's pet the dog like like, what what kind of questions other than like what breed is it other than that like what else do you have to say i I don't know it annoyed me it annoyed me i just like i saw it from my i parked my car and as i'm walking toward it it's just like getting angrier as i saw it i'm just like oh god really Really? Really? And then I get close, and they're hipster assholes, obvious, obviously. Just petting the dog as I, like, walk in with my cart, like, trying to let them know that I'm looking at them as if it matters, as if they're going to be like, well, that guy didn't like it. We should probably stop. Anyways, enough fucking adventures and petting dogs. Um, No sports news. No sports news whatsoever. So we're going to start what everyone's talking about, and I'm not playing this HQ game. I'm done with HQ. I got to delete that app. I, they just told me it's on. I, I hate the hosts and I've never gotten past like six correct questions. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's an online live trivia game where, you know, you play with a million people. And if you get 12 questions right to get to split 50 cents with, you know, 500 people. 
So I'm, I'm done. I got it. I got it. I'm tired of getting that notification. Anyways, uh, what was I talking about? So no news. So we're going to start with what everyone's talking about, and that's uh, what role Miguel Andahar is going to play on this Yankees team, uh, pitchers and catchers, uh, next week. So uh, he's neither a pitcher nor a catcher, so it's going to be very interesting what I'm about to say. And obviously, if you can't tell by now that I'm completely uh, full of shit that that's what we're going to talk about, then you may be a first-time listener. Uh, first-time listener? Uh, second? Long time? Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, we got the Super Bowl to talk about. We got uh, Chris Porzingis is dead from this season. He's dead. He's not playing. And uh, I don't know. We got some other stuff too. More dog petting stories, huh? huh? Right? Richard Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando going at it. I can't. I can't imagine. I mean, listen. I wasn't around in the seventies, and I know drugs make you do things. But I, I, I'm trying to. I'm not trying to get the visual. But like when I hear the visual of Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando like having sex, it's just. I don't know. I, 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 I know Brando dabbled. I guess I went to Wikipedia. Richard Pryor dabbled as well in the uh, in the same sex, but I don't know the the idea of them. You know, a guy who's who's crude, disgusting comedy to a man's man. I don't know. Whatever. It's like Chris Rock and Mike Pence hooking up, right? Something like that. Well, I'm sorry, Mike Pence, Marlon Brando. Anyways, what am I talking about? So let's talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers just saying we quit. Uh, but in reality, they don't because they're getting rid of big names and bringing on names that aren't as big, but they're probably becoming a better team. So the Cavaliers, and I just read an article the other day in The Athletic, which is probably the greatest publication ever, if you haven't heard. Uh, but yes, I, I read an article on The Athletic uh, in regards to LeBron James, how his relationship with the owner, his relationship with the ownership has completely dissolved, hates the team. They hate each other. He's no longer consulted because that's what athletes know. They have to be consulted with which direction the team's going. And I guess if you're LeBron James, if you're like this once in a lifetime fucking generational player, then I mean, you've earned that right, perhaps. Perhaps not. Did they ask like Joe DiMaggio? Like, so listen, Joe, we're going to, you know, move, uh, you know, whoever. Are you down with that? I mean, did they ask? I mean, when did that start to become a thing? You know, I mean, what's the deal, huh? I, I feel like, like all these like jokes or, or, or funniness is not funny. I've been watching Crashing on HBO and Pete Holmes goes up there and he's a terrible comedian. And I feel like I'm, I'm like him on stage right now. Like, just like, hey, you know, <laughs> you ever notice uh, yeah, like really shitty observational humor? Uh, but anyways, so the Cav- Cleveland Cavaliers trade Isaiah Thomas, trade Dwayne Wade, trade Derrick Rose, trade Iman Shumpert. Uh, who else? Was there anyone else on the team? J.R. Smith stays. Thank God, because he's every he's he's another one that's everything. Anything he does, it doesn't matter if the team loses by fifty. But if he does something really funny, oh my God, can we put him in the Hall of Fame now? <laughs> Forgot the fact he killed a guy. No, but I, yeah, right, exactly. That's what I thought. So they got rid of Isaiah Thomas, and and I've said this on the podcast before. I've never really gone all in on shitting on Isaiah Thomas, but there is a reason he's played for five teams in eight years. He's on his fifth team in eight years, and the whole uh, he, he he has a way of being not so subtle with digs. But you know what it is? He's very much like the original. NBA superstar Isaiah Thomas, where he's got the nice smile, he's got the nice soothing voice. And you know what? He's the underdog because he's he's smaller. So it's sort of like I like him. I, you know what? I, I I like him. He he's the underdog. You know he he goes he rises against the odds in the NBA, the Atlanta Giants. And you know what I mean? I like him. No, he's kind of a dick. Kind of kind of a dick. So he said, you know, when this team faces adversity, they all run away. I'm sure that's LeBron James loves hearing that. Team loves hearing that, especially when you sit on your ass because you're recovering from an injury all year. And uh, who could forget that that tribute video he demanded from the Celtics? So. Bye-bye Isaiah Thomas. Uh, so he's gone. 
So we hardly knew they. What did he play? Did he even play like 10 games for the Cavaliers? So they trade him. He's going to the Lakers. Bring back Larry Nance Jr., which I know nothing about other than uh, his father was Larry Nance. And he has some really good dunks sometimes. Other than that, I couldn't tell you a goddamn thing. Dwayne Wade goes back to Miami, who is, you know, he should just retire. He's, he's, Dwayne is, Dwayne can just go prance around in Miami wearing really tight shirts. So that, that that's his thing. That's his thing. That's what he fucking does. And uh, Derek Rose is sent to Utah, but uh, he hasn't even been playing and the Jazz are going to release him anyway. So Derek Rose in Utah, yeah, just walking around Salt Lake. Doesn't really, I don't know. I don't really see a lot of cohesiveness there. But anyways, he's a man, you can assume. So uh, what do the Cavs, the Cavs bring a lot of pieces back. Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson, you know, guys that, you know, you're going to, I still think that because this is the Cavaliers. They're in first place in, in the Central Division. But guess what? If they go on like a six game losing streak, they could be like out of the playoffs. I mean, that's, that's eh, maybe six or seven, maybe eight. But I mean, they'd be out of the playoffs. So it shows you how shitty the East is and how it's all really close. But I still think they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics if it matches up that way, obviously. Um, and the Celtics will be the team that goes to the finals and loses to the Golden State Warriors. So I will tell you all that now. Or maybe, but you know what? The Houston Rockets might be interesting uh, going against the Warriors. So it's way too early to start fucking talking about matchups for the playoffs. Well, maybe not. But uh, way too early for me to give a shit. So that's that, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So LeBron, on the same podcast, what, the last two podcasts, I've said, eh, don't worry, they'll, they'll put it together in Cleveland. Eh, there's nothing to worry about. They're in drama, but they're in drama. Well, I have fucking egg all over my face. I need 17 towels to get it off. Uh, because the team looks like shit. Um, and I just said that they'll probably make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but you never know now when you're bringing in a whole new team, regardless if LeBron's leadership really shines. Either way, they have a whole new team. So that's that. Kristaps Porzingis is gone, dead. Uh, from the 2017-2018 season, tore his ACL and all the all the Chris Moore, friend of the podcast, Knicks. He's saying, you know, all these Knicks fans, they're like, oh wow, you know, uh, uh, our season's over. This is terrible. Your season was nothing to begin with. Will you stop it? What fucking games are you watching? You're too busy tweeting about unicorns and, and Jen Selter. Gee, they, there, there was no season. They were terrible. Stop it. <laughs> fucking unbelievable. But there's something about that picture where Porzingis falls and there's he's laying on the ground right in front of the people right behind the basket and there two there's a couple clearly looking at like a, a ticket stub or the phone not even paying attention to him there's a kid with a Kristaps Porzingis jersey just staring at him like there's my hero he looks like he's dead yeah and then some girl just uh, you know she's probably a teenager or whatever just staring at him like wow an NBA player he's very tall it's just an odd picture as this guy's like my uh, you know muscles that hold my body together have torn and I am in extreme excruciating pain. They're just like, "Eh, what did Trump tweet about? So that's the NBA. Was there anything else in the NBA I wanted to talk about? I know the Cavaliers are trying, but it doesn't probably won't happen, but they're trying to get uh, Kemba Walker. But Michael Jordan looks like I I read from, I don't know, either Sham Sharia or um, who's the other guy? Woj in a house. What is this? Woj in a house. Wade's first pack. Gack. Oh, God. <laughs> Worldwide Wob on Twitter, if you don't know. He has uh, the old uh, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade in the wheelchair uh, video going. It says, Wade's first game back in Miami. Lights go out inside American Airlines Arena. Deafening cheer and excitement. Michael Bellman, it tops Mike. And now, stand up and make some noise for number three, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Uh... Anything else going on in the NBA? Not, yo, I'm sorry that the 
that Michael Jordan doesn't want to part with Kemba Walker. So we'll see what's going on there. But uh, yeah, maybe a few passes to Bellagio, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's why they killed his father. Did you hear about that? Yeah, some you know some jackass in a bar is going to say it's like you fucking idiot. Like Michael Jordan can't pay his gambling debts. Like yeah, Warren Buffett he just couldn't pay his damn gambling debts. I mean, it's just so stupid. It's I hate when people say, I, I will go to my grave. That That's total sports radio idiocy. I'll go to my grave. It had something to do with the dad. Yup, yup. That's why they killed him. Yeah, two, two uh, some white trash guy and, and, and his, uh, you know, compadre there just on a South Carolina rest stop said, finally, we got, we got James Jordan where we want him. Let's take care of this. <laughs> yeah, fucking backwoods yokels. Okay. So let's, uh, I, you know, obviously with all this going on, it's like, I can't believe that I buried the Super Bowl. Uh, Knicks reportedly acquire Emmanuel Moutier. Ah, the kid from China. Yeah, yeah. Francesca would never even try to pronounce that name. Ah, uh, the kid from China. One. I hate to break it to you, Emmanuel Moutier. He's not from China. He played in China, as opposed to going to college. He played in China. The kid from China, Emmanuel Moutier. Oh yeah, straight out of Beijing. I mean, that, that's a surname right there. So uh, okay, Emmanuel Moutier really has kind of been. Acquire Emmanuel Moutier from Nuggets and trade Doug McDermott in three-team deal. Knicks could have acquired Alfred Payton, a Scott Perry favorite, but they would not include Frank. These are all, like, fucking tier, like, seven... Pl- garbage man just knocked over the garbage can. Real classy asshole. Well, his truck. I know they just throw him, but... These are, like, seventh-tier players that, I mean, it's just, like... Ugh. Everyone's so obsessed with the Frank and Natilkina on the Knicks. I mean, you know, I mean... He's an okay player. I get he's a rookie. He's lots of room to grow and whatnot, but hey, whatever. What, what do you want me to say? So the Super Bowl, obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles beat the New England Patriots, which you heard it here first on this podcast. I said it right from the beginning. The Eagles had a good shot in this game, and they would probably win. That's exactly what I said, didn't I? Uh, no, that's a total, total lie. I said they'd win by 10 or more. And I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I mean, obviously, the big question, if you've been listening to Boston Sports Radio and, uh, you know, if, you, if you've been following just football in general, is why the fuck did Malcolm Butler not play? So, you know, you see the uh, national anthem going on. And most of the time, all of a sudden, these guys, it, they give this, this idea that these guys are all like really, uh, like all of a sudden become really patriotic. Like Trump all of a sudden become really patriotic because we need to see that military parade. We need to see <laughs> guy dude he is listen I, I can't knock him in a sense you want your base to like you go with the hits man there's a reason they play led zeppelin in the doors all the time people want to hear the hits you're not you're, you're not gonna go deep tracks on you know the fucking the the animals or whatever you're gonna play led zeppelin you're gonna play rolling stone the beatles you're gonna play the hits so what's he gonna do hey my people like the military. Let's have a goddamn parade about it, you know? So, I mean, I can't fault them there. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. The only people that really other <laughs> I mean, the most notable ones are, you know, China, North Korea, Russia. I mean, you know, it's not really the company you want to keep, but they, I don't run the country. I only do a podcast. That, that's all I do. So, uh, but if the national anthem, all the players singing, <laughs> singing to the national anthem, and then a lot of times they're jumping around and moving and everything, you know, you're thinking, all right, so the HVH is going through all of their veins at this point. They just got shot up or whatever. So they're, they're into it. But then you see like, who's the guy, who's that guy in the Broncos a few years ago who with this like enormous abnormal fucking freak tier, uh, the running back. I forget when they had that three running back thing going on there that I know the only reason I know that's because that, that's what was like my last year in playing fantasy that I knew that there was a three Mont. T ball, uh, Ronnie Hillman and the other guy, the other guy was the one crying. So 
there's that. But then I see this guy crying on the sidelines of the, you know, he's hand over his face, very emotional for the Patriots. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I know it's the Super Bowl, but come on, get together, man. You got to play. No, no, I don't think he was going to play. That was Malcolm Butler crying after he just found out he wasn't going to play. So the whole de- this whole team, like the Patriots are usually a team of cohesiveness, of drama free, of everything fucking amazing. And, you know, it's, it's anything but that. We still have no idea why Malcolm Butler didn't play. Now, he didn't have the greatest year. However, his replacement, whatever, uh, I don't know what the first name is, Adam Rowe, Rowe somebody, last name Rowe. I mean, immediately he was getting lit up, carved up, fucking sliced and diced by Nick Foles. They went right at him. Um, I think he used to play for the Eagles, so the, the team saw him. They're like, oh, wow, this guy sucks. So we know we know how shitty he is. We saw him practice every day. I could be totally wrong about that. But but they went right at him. And, you know, I've heard on Boston Sports Radio, like, let's say there was some sort of rep- – this was some sort of reprimand. Like, let's say he missed a practice. Let's say he did something against the, the great, you know, word of Bill Belichick. At a certain point, this ain't the time to be to, – to quote uh, William Gates – brother in hoop dreams this ain't the time to be playing any given any fucking life lessons you know i mean this isn't the time to be to be teaching lessons at this point this is the goddamn super bowl here you know this is not the time to say all right well you're sitting out the whole game at this point i can understand you know all right well we're gonna start him to prove a point you know he misses a few snaps whatever but as the 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 game i think you know it is i think it's the arrogance of bill belichick to think we don't need them. I don't care if we're down we're gonna win the goddamn game and they almost did i mean if it wasn't for that fourth down conversion that the Eagles made in the fourth quarter, or well, if it wasn't for that strip sack, well, that was a big play, Brian. You know, they, big plays do make games. You know, the team that scores the most points in games, like, you know, if the Eagles didn't score more points, then the Patriots, you know, would have won the game. So you have to think about that. But I mean, it, it was that close even without Malcolm Butler. But at a certain point, Bill Belichick's got to be like, all right, you know, maybe we'll throw Butler in here. And Butler went on Instagram and said, I didn't do anything wrong, you know, all this bullshit. And you can tell that there's an issue now. Tom Brady liked the post. This is where we are now. Did you see on social media? Liked the post, then made a comment, Malcolm, you're a great guy. I love you so much. You know, you're a great teammate, yada, yada, all that shit. So now you start to think, all right, what, what the hell's going on? And then to throw another monkey wrench in it, you have Matt Patricia, not Matt Patricia, the other guy, uh, McDaniels, the one who flamed out in Denver. He's like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to Indy. Three hours later, no, pulls a Belichick, comes back. So now you're thinking, why is he leaving a head coach job to come back to the Patriots to be the offensive coordinator again? It gives it, it lays credence, not credence, lays uh, rumor to the thought that maybe Bill Belichick is done coaching for the New England Patriots. Now, who the hell knows? Nobody knows anything. We'll, 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 we'll all soon know something, right? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, so that's that. I mean, it's, it's also funny, too. Like, listen, I, I understand you're Tom Brady. Everyone hates you. A lot of people hate you. You're going to be you're going to be the subject of memes and photoshops and everything. But when you start saying Tom Brady played bad, he threw more yards than anyone in Super Bowl history. Like, are, are, are you kidding me here? I and I don't know what's happened to me in regards to Tom Brady. I'm sure people listen to this podcast. are like, wow, what a Tom Brady apologist he has become. I mean, yeah, he's hateable. But at the same time, you have to, like, admire greatness to a certain extent. I mean, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. You want to tell me the Joe Montana bullshit? Yeah, you know, that's fine. Okay, whatever. I, I've never been one to subscribe to the whole idea that, you know, Jordan is better LeBron than LeBron because he went to the finals every time and, and didn't lose. Uh, LeBron's been to more finals. Well, yeah, but he's he's 100%. You know, he's his winning percentage is 1,000. It's just like... 
okay, yes, so what? You know, I mean, LeBron's been there more. Brady's been there more. I, I, I don't know. But that's that. I, I, I don't... What was my point about that? Oh, yeah, people just shitting on saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you could be the Max Kellerman. He's going to fall off a cliff. Well, okay, good for you. That That's what you think. But uh, So the Eagles are champions, but, I mean, let's let's talk about it. Nick Foles. I mean, I, I talked, I said, hey, you know, he's a guy who didn't even have a goddamn job, yada, yada. I mean, he was amazing. He played great. The defense was great. Uh, you know, uh, everyone was great. They they played. Nick Foles, it's amazing, too. They, they You know how they do the Super Bowl fucking videos and whatnot of, you know, a few days afterwards of all the, the, the talking on the sidelines and everything and pe- people saying things. And, you know, they, you know the, the inside bullshit of, you know, the, the teams talking back. Just give me a break. Uh, so here's Nick Foles talking about, like, Zach Ertz says to him, he's like, we, they can't stop us. Like, and Foles is, I mean, he's full of life. The guy has got a really big, big personality with a lot of, a lot, a lot of sunshine and bubbleness. Bubbleness? Bubble, bubble, bubbliness, right? He's very bubbly, something like that. Jesus Christ, we get it, Brian. Here we go. Imagine being like that, bore. They can't stop us in the middle of the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, what you dreamed of your whole life. And then just like, no, they can't. I don't know. I, I thought that was funny. Some of you were just like, boy, that was a pretty big lead up for nada. Uh, the whole game, uh, the commercials kind of sucked. Whatever. Uh, for someone in myself, I said this on Twitter, who hates everything, including Odell Beckham. That was a great commercial with him and Manning. Um, it was just promoting the NFL. But, you know, still, it, it was it was a good commercial. Uh, I will say what was really odd because I don't know why I watch this. There's, there's something about me that likes to see happiness and sadness. Uh, I enjoy it. So I like watching fan reactions. Uh, and I will say this. If you're like someone who sets up a video to watch the fan reaction at the end of a big game, you're a psychopath who needs help or a very, very sad human being. Um, but I do like watching them. So yes, I like to ogle the sad human beings and, you know, a lot of the Eagles fans didn't know what happened on the last play. They they saw what happened, but they were confused. That's because Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels, have you ever heard a more anticlimactic call to the end of a goddamn Super Bowl? Like, I realize that if they had hit, you know, if, if they've completed the pass, the Patriots completed the pass, it puts them in a position to, to, to go for the two-point conversion. That's a lot more dramatic than a dropped pass from a Hail Mary. But, like, they were just so blasé about the call. Brady under pressure. Escapes the sack. Launching one for the end zone. It's a jump ball and it's incomplete. And Brock is there. And time runs out. What, what is that? I mean, Al Michaels is like, the pass is incomplete. Incomplete. It's a goddamn championship. You say the pass is incomplete. The Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, I, I, and if there's anyone that I don't, someone I actually like announcing, like I think 98% of announcers I like to shit on, Al Michaels is probably one of my favorites. That's a terrible call. <laughs> and Gronk's there. I mean, come on, you know, the fucking required laughing at something Rob Gronkowski does. Gronkowski does. I mean, and then he's just like, and time has expired, like four seconds afterwards. So you saw this delayed reaction from Eagles fans. Even I, I saw what's a Rob McCallany. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He was at the game and they were recording him watching it. Uh, I would imagine his wife or somebody. And even he did. The ball hits the ground. He's sitting there like, uh, uh, uh. Well, I guess that really does. That doesn't really play into factor. He's not listening on uh, to Al Michaels, Brian. Yeah, that point kind of got fucked up, didn't it? Yeah. All right. Anyways, um, uh, moving on. Jesus. 
epic fail. Uh, is there anything else I really want to talk about? I, I don't know if there. I, I, I gotta get moving here. I gotta do things. Um, oh, baseball! They're talking about uh, a possible. I don't know what it is. If it's a strike or if it's a spring training boycott, they're talking about having a spring training that's going to involve only unsigned free agents. You know, I understand where these guys are coming from because these players have been pigs eating out of a never-ending trough of money from teams. And we knew this was going to happen eventually. Now, you could go in two camps here. You could say that, no, actually, Brian, you're wrong. This year is just an anomaly as people are waiting for the big money next year in the in the big stars like, you know, Harper and Machado. And I think there's other guys, too, but I can't remember them. But I mean, it's it's people like that that they're waiting for. That's why they're not spending big money. Or is it finally the chickens coming home to roost in a sense that the owners are saying, hey, hey, you know what? I like being rich. What the fuck are we doing giving out these contracts to shitty players? What in God's name are we doing? But now at this sense, you're going to have a separate spring training for unsigned free agents. It's like, guys, I know you want to make big money. And you know what? If you're looking at everything as a, as a whole in terms of your sport and in terms of fairness to contracts, I get it. I get where you're coming from. But you know what? Get the fuck over yourselves. The average American, are they even making what you make in a year in a lifetime? I mean, would you, would you stop? I mean, what are you just not going to play? You're not, you're not going to play. Guess what? We're going to move on because most of the players are going to play. I mean, this isn't even like a strike strike. This is like a boycott for un, you know, for, for unsigned players. So it's going to be JD Martinez, you know, fucking what playing T-ball with a bunch of other guys. I mean, it's like, come on, man. JD Martinez and Eduardo Nunez fucking playing pitch and catch, huh? Playing a little game of pepper. Like, stop, stop guys. Stop, stop. I I feel for you, but you know what? At the same time, can you pay my rent? You know, I mean, can can you do that? I I'd, I'd love for that. You know, can you can you go to go groceries? Can you make my car payments for me? You know, gas just went up here in California. Can can you take care of that? I don't know. I, that that's 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 where it's like you. I understand where in your in your field, but you know, when it comes to the average human being, the average fan, you know, it's just like you're you're not winning any any contest in that way. You just you're just not. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Brian, keep saying it because, uh, you know, you're running out of things to say. Just keep saying it. It's just not going to happen. It's just not. So uh, let's see. Anything else? Da, da, da. Once again, the thing that uh, I say nobody cares about, uh, you know, SE6, Michael Michael Smith. Is that his name? He's so boring. A boring guy with an even more boring name. I talk about no one cares about it yet. Here I bring it up again. He says that, you know, SE6, that ESPN just never gave them a chance um, and got rid of the show because of her con- uh, Jamel Hill's controversial statements about Donald Trump. But that's what the show was all about. See, Michael Smith's a moron. See, that that's the thing. Never made any of those controversial comments on the show. It was via Twitter. It was free. We didn't have to tune in. The problem with that show, and I'll say it again, you know, and this is like the big thing that people don't want to talk about. I mean, obviously you have the haters that are going to hate them anyways. People say, oh, it's too hip. It's too urban. It's too the, you know, you have two black people there talking about the, 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 you know, just going more in the hip hop area and, and, and just whatever. Most people knew sports center to be from a different field, a different angle. My biggest thing from all, I thought it was just a big phony. They're over 40 years old trying to be hip. That was the worst part about it. Jamel Hill is over 40 years old. And I think Michael Smith is 39 or 40. I don't care if you're black, white, purple, green, fucking blue, whatever. You are not young. I mean, you're not old, but you're not young enough to pretend to be hip. 
It's it's just like I looked at it and I'm just like, what what, what is this? You know, gets if that show failed, you're still gonna have the haters. If you brought in some 22 year old black woman and man, that you're still gonna have haters. But at least the show would be genuine. I'm young. I'm hip. I know about this. This is the circles I go in. Michael Smith and, and Jamel Hill, like they're they're, they're you know they're, they're getting their blood pressure and cholesterol checked. I mean, they're I, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that just. That was the thing that no one ever brought up. I mean, you know, the Richard Deiches of the world. I mean, he wants to die on his cross for Jamel Hill and Michael Smith. Mostly Jamel Hill because Richard just... I mean, he's a friend of the podcast, but, you know, I mean... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shut up. But uh, that's that. Uh, is there anything else? I talked about Crashing. Great show on HBO if you haven't seen it. It's on season two. Again, I'm... I'm this is... I would never work on SC6 because I find, about, I find out about shows when they're on, like, season five. Like, I just started watching Vice Principals, too, on HBO. Totally ridiculous show for Danny McBride and Kenny Powers. He's basically, to an extent, the same kind of per- same character. Uh, totally insane show, but eh, pretty funny. But crashing is it's great. They 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 bring on all the you know cameos from different comedians, and the guy is it's self you know somewhat autobiographical. The most unrealistic part of the show obviously, is the fact that these comics who don't even know this guy, he gets kicked out of his house, him and his wife get divorced, yada, yada, and he's sort of just trying to be a comedian, but also like homeless at the same time. And he just stays over these comics' houses. They're like, hey, I just met you seven seconds ago and had, you know, a quarter of a drink with you. Want to sleep at my house for three days? It's just like, come on, stop it. Stop, guys, guys, come on. It just, it makes comedians out to be the nicest people in the world. Move over fucking Father Flanagan. These are the nicest human beings in the world. Like, Bill Burr is welcoming people into his home. I mean, I know maybe Bill Burr is a nice guy, but I mean, his at least his 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 uh, stage persona doesn't really scream, come, come, my, uh, come, come stay in my shelter here, you know? It, it doesn't really seem like that. That, that doesn't really, it, he's not Jesus Christ. He's not, he's not. That's about it. Um, boy, that, that not a great podcast. I've had better. I, ho- I hope you enjoyed it, but, uh, you know, stretch for time, kind of Russian here. Uh, and not Russian. No, 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 no. Irish, German, Czechoslovakia, not Russian. Uh, uh, Russia investigation, Robert Mueller, uh, 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 impeach, resist, uh, military parade. Uh, you can listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a goddamn deed and uh, you know, leave a review. iTunes uh, and Stitcher or, or where where it's at. Two turntables and a microphone. That's where it's at. So the younger listeners are like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I'm hip. I'm hip. Put me in the SC6. Uh, so with all that being said, I'm hip. Brown, the baddest man in the
Oh, 